Hey guys, Ben here. We've got another short story for you. This one is a funny little one I was uh, quite fond of. If you are familiar with Age of Sigmar, you'll notice a couple of things. So this Blood Bowl story has a there's, a... there's elements of Age of Sigmar mixed in with it, so don't get raged. I think it's quite cleverly done. Anyway, this is The Legend of Wretch by Adam Norton. Enjoy. The Legend of Wretch, a Blood Bowl short story by Adam Norton. How do you measure greatness? Is it your name scrawled in blood across the stands after a 4-0 slaughter? Is it how many opponents you literally slaughtered? Is it the number of times your brain was slammed into the cage of your helm, only to be revived by beautiful Bloodweiser babes holding a thrashing mug of the nectar of the Nuffling Gods? No, because you can't remember any of that anymore. It is one day, one game, one moment. Sometimes, when the realm gates align, even the smallest of heroes can lay low the most colossal monster, usually a squig. As time ticked down on the last drive of their last game of the season, the mammoth grey rockineers needed that moment. The Rottington Noseskins lined up in the 4-3 death fence like an implacable wall, mostly because they lacked the ability to understand placation. Coach Tom Landry, an ancient White King who had expertly navigated the gridiron so long that he could measure the wind speed on the pitch by the sound of his femur rattling in his greaves, not to be confused with his grave, home sweet home. His team was 8-1 in the league, only being outmaneuvered by the Phoenician Swifthawks who had the audacity to pass the ball as they passed the brawl. That type of blood bowl made Landry's blood boil, or it would have if he had any. The no-skins were facing off against the rock and ears, a team named after their rock-hard heads. They never considered the implications. What they lacked in coaching, because they had eaten the last one, they made up for in sheer bone-headedness. The Rockineers had a typical strategy. Punch the other team's lights out until the referees were able to mortally wound you into stopping. One of their star offensive players, Chomp, a 12-foot ogre named ironically after his empty smile, had been taken off the field after he choked on a mummy's loose wrapping during a key drive up the centre. In an odd turn, the referee screamed, Holding! and the five-foot loss for an ogre team was sizable. Now down to ten players, their only hope of remaining in the game entered onto the field to the deafening chattering of confused skaven and roaring orc hooligans alike. A man-sized thing helmet wobbled to the line with a diminutive noblar underneath. This was Wretch, the untasty, who had never been swallowed no matter how many times he was lambasted in spices and boiled by local butchers. Wretch pointed a nasty noblar knuckle at the crowd, the rest had been eaten, and yelled, Are you ready for some blood bowl? in a singy-songy twang. Though familiar, no one knew where this demand came from, and instead the stand screamed, Hobble the Noblar! Wretch gulped, dribbling mucus out of his slack jaw. Wretch had had a dream, or was it a war? He couldn't be sure. Wretch always wanted to play blood bowl. He had been raised a few days ago, watching the rockened ears smash, crash, and never dash to loss after loss. It was glorious. Wretch was swept up in the destruction and he gleefully fantasised about driving his tiny cleats into the piles of hewn chum left by these maniacal monsters. However, he was far too pathetic and useless to ever be allowed to play. Even the Rockineer's former coach Mince Dumb Lardy only saw Wretch as a meal that had somehow escaped his soup bowl before he himself was tragically eaten. But the winds of fate were rattling the greaves of the greats and this was Wretch's time. 
Lining up on the line of scrimmage, he stared into the unreadable eyes of the opposing blocker, a zombie named Lurch that hadn't noticed the bite-sized morsel below him. The whistle blew and Wretch pushed as hard as he could at the legs of the departed defender. The tibia cracked like Sigmar's lightning and Wretch effortlessly plunged past his defender. Landry's brow could not furrow, but the holes of his sunken skull fixed on Wretch. No soul could escape his haunting gaze or his championship defence. He directed a white blitzer to butcher this bantam bandit, but when the white went for it she woefully wobbled and like a weeping willow she fell onto her skull, providing a ramp for Wretch to clamber over. He was on the left flank of the 50-foot line, completely undefended when the ball became loose near the centre. A mass grave had formed as Skeleton's dogpiled thrower Dim Deepbrow, who absentmindedly fumbled the squigskin while cracking heads. Wretch knew that he was the only one aware of the rules of the game enough to do something. He first ran in a zig-zarbag pattern as two skeletons shattered into each other. Miles away, a necromancer watching in his cauldron cried a single blackened tear. What a waste of perfectly good bones, he said to no one in particular, as skeletons are terrible company. Wretch ran back down the flank and was nearly distracted by the undead cheat team who had begun a Van Hell's dance macabre to get the ghouls going. Wretch thought they were rotten, and he was proven correct when another zombie jerked to tackle him, running smack into the headless cheerleader, popping a boil that sprayed the first row of scowling negarites. However, Grandfather Nurgle would not be the only god pleased that day. Wretch yelled, Here we go! as he sailed back over the white he had previously hurtled and threw himself on top of the prolate spheroid. Sorry, I bet a collegiate battle wizard I could learn a new word every day. Unfortunately for Wretch, and despite his foul flavour, Deepbrow was famished. The brutish bruiser lifted Wretch high off the ground along with the precious ball he was clutching. Dim positioned Wretch above his gaping maw and held him like a fist full of the popped corn being munched on in the stands. Suddenly, a ghoul blitzed up the field, falling over his fallen teammate's scattered bones. The delusional ghoul collided with Dim's gut, busting into the mighty ogre and causing him to wildly hurl the ball in the air. Unfortunately for the Noblar, he was still firmly affixed to the hurtling projectile. Wretch used every ounce of his strength to grip the rocketing bullet as he shot through the wild soot yonder. Sparks burned at him as he flew through the fire realm's sky. Wretch reflected on his brief and previously uneventful life as the sound of caterwauling fans rapidly overtook his senses. Suddenly he was touched by the twin greenskin gods. He was suddenly the clever one and not the brutal one. He knew that the ball was headed to the end zone. If he could simply brace for impact, he would be the first ever rock and ear to score a point in the history or prehistory of the game. Chomper woke with a splitting headache. Some bag of bones had screened his face with bandages, causing him to choke on his own mystical leaking sands of time. He had never been knocked out, even when he would share hours of drunken edbutts with his moor tribe. This made him furious. So did everything else, but this was no different. The blistering bright lights of the stadium were blinding him. He stumbled to his feet and passed the keening branchwitch healer. He stumbled to what he thought were the sidelines and looked up at the burning skies of Akshi. And then suddenly things went dark again and he was choking on something that tasted unfathomably repulsive. The referee screamed touchdown. Landry appeared in a ghostly fire before him, freezing the referee to his marrow, cursing the human soul as he sucked out his very essence. A deep sound emerged from the unmoving chest of Tomb Landry, past Deesman Trophy winner and three-time Carstein ring recipient. There were too many players on the field. Another referee, a 15-foot Croxagore, stomped over and begrudgingly began counting the players on the field. There are 22 players on the field and one in the end zone. Looks like a touchdown to me. 
The crowd was electric and only partly because the Stormcast Elementals had arrived to quell the hosts of chaos sacrificing other fans. Two ogres grabbed a keg of Crocscore aid and with no coach to pour it on they threw it on themselves, suddenly smelling of sweetened swamp water. Chomp, and therefore Wretch who resided in the Gutbuster's belly, was carried high by two of his teammates and then dropped by another Noblar named Norgut. Another story. Chomp was championed as the most volatile puker, MVP, since he threw up everything except Wretch that day. He went on to play for the Screen Bay Hackers, a much better ogre team that was rumoured to have read the rules of Blood Bowl at least once. The final score that day was 3-1, an otherwise forgettable game in the grand scheme of the realms, but in the mammoth, grey, rock and ears Hall of Mame, that game is known as the Legend of Wretch, the Once Swallowed. <laughs>